Oh, actually, no, hold on. But one last thing. It's like there's just this energy that's around them. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another week, another episode at last with your BFFs on your FaceTime for the day. Uh, We're going to be talking about all of our favorite shows that have been sadly canceled. Not a lot of people are going to the movie theaters anymore, unless it's Marvel or Little Mermaid. Hashtag Sam. Agreed. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. And also wanted to apologize for not being present with you last week. I unfortunately lost my voice. That is a huge part of doing this every week. So rather than speaking like this, I figured let's just hold off another week. So here we are. Don't give them that free ASMR, Sam. That's the type <laughs> of shit people pay for. Okay. But yeah, going back to what Nor was saying, there's been a lot of projects that have been canceled either midway through production or just not even making it to the big screen. What are you doing? Just looking at I'm like, am I having a bald spot? She was just staring at herself in the screen. Okay, let's try that again. I'm so sorry. That's okay. As we were saying, projects that got canceled and didn't make it to the big screen. I want to start off with Batgirl, which was such a letdown for so many DC fans or just people who are a fan of Batgirl as a hero and the cast and crew because everything was done. It was ready to go. They already filmed, edited, did everything that they needed to do. They just had to release it. Such a shame because Leslie Grace, the actress who was going to play Batgirl, shared some thoughts on it and there were behind the scene photos released of her fully in costume in the purple Batgirl suit and she looked so good. Well, can you imagine also just the fact that you spend months producing this, like months acting in it, getting into the role, like costume designers, like you have to sit in makeup and hair for hours on end. And you have to act in these like very heavy costumes and do all these stunts. Like there are so many people involved. And just like with like a snap of a finger, they said, you know what? Like, we're not going to continue on with this. We're just going to restart the timeline all over again. Another DC series that's coming to an end is Titans. At least they were able to make it to season four. I didn't think we would even get a season four when I heard all these other projects were just being taken off the shelf. It's hard, just as you said, all of the people's names that are attached to these productions just to be done with. But at least for Titans, you can say, hey, we made it to season four. We were able to give the fans what they wanted and just push out enough then wrapping up for a solid ending see some shows don't even have enough time in between the whole cancellation process to have a concrete ending chilling adventures of sabrina a show on netflix that was canceled i believe during season three they got canceled during the midst of their last season and whatever it was that they pushed out on Netflix just did not make any sense. It was very confusing and frustrating for fans. The episodes didn't have a really good flow to them. Things just didn't make any sense. And the ending was a letdown. It's not fair to everybody involved because obviously this isn't what they wanted for the show. Nobody wants to get canceled. But it happened and you're just left to deal with it as best as you can. Shows that are well-loved by fans, so such as Titans, you're saying that it went up to season four. 
The fact that it was easily canceled in comparison to Riverdale is very astonishing to me because Riverdale to me went up to seven seasons Sam seven seasons that's insane that's a lot of and that show if you if you watch it and you're keeping up with it and you're genuinely enjoying the show I'm really just questioning your taste because Riverdale is that type of show where it was really great from the start season one was fantastic and the crazy thing is that a lot of people stopped watching it after season two they, and that's what is so surprising to me. It's a show like that where a lot of viewers have dropped are suddenly now going up to season seven. That, like, that's that's crazy to me. It's the fact that you ha- you barely have any viewers and you went up to season seven. So to see like Titans for myself and with an E. So it is technically a Canadian show and it was bought out by Netflix, I guess, to continue it. And it got canceled, man. Season three, it got canceled. And it was so shitty of them to cancel it because it was a genuinely such a great show. And you can tell that this show was the type where it's like you didn't really know if it was going to get canceled. And so they're slow burning the love interest. They're like taking their time with their plot, which is really cute. And it's a fluffy show. So it's not really the type of show where you sit down and you have to think about what's happening. And man, season three, it ended on one of those where you're reading a book. The lovers finally kiss for the first time and the book ends. And it kind of just leaves you hanging. And what I've noticed is that a lot of shows, every season will have some sort of conclusion in the case that it gets canceled. Okay, that's what might have happened then with Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, but I'm not 100% sure. Since you brought up Riverdale, it reminds me, one thing that confused me, the ending of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, is that her character crosses over into the later seasons of Riverdale. And now I'm wondering, is that why they canceled it? So you're telling me Sabrina wasn't pulling enough views for her own show, but then she's relevant in Riverdale? It doesn't make any sense. Different show now, Mindhunter, which is set in the 80s and goes over the whole serial killer concept, which was new for a lot of people in the police department and how psychology integrates with the police force. So it follows these two guys, one who's a lead detective and the other who knows more of the serial killer type of mindset. There's been two seasons, both great, but unfortunately I heard rumors that it has been canceled, so we will most likely not be seeing a third season, and it's frustrating. I was so invested in the show, and the last episode of season two had so many questions and cliffhangers that I'll never know the answer to. It reminds me of also another show that I was watching. Low-key a cooking show. Okay, I don't care. I don't care. I'm 25 years old, and yes, I am watching cooking shows and gardening. I'm watching Gordon Ramsay, Gino, and Fred. They're going on this like road trip. I guess it's like American or British. I don't know. I don't know how I came across it. I just saw it on TikTok. I thought it was really hilarious, and I just decided to watch it. And man, they canceled it. And sometimes, you know what? I wonder, because I like what you were saying that there was a crossover between Sabrina and Riverdale. I remember seeing that on TikTok. And I wonder if people are just have become passive consumers to the point where they they simply just can't 
handle watching anything for too long or their attention span is low. And I say this because a friend of mine that I was speaking to the other day, and she said a really interesting point to me. She said, you know what? I can't get myself to watch movies or TV shows, but I can sit on my phone and watch TikTok for the same duration of amount of time of watching a show. I'm the same. There are times where I'm like, ugh, I can't sit myself down to watch a movie for two hours. But I will go on my phone and watch TikTok and like consume all this content for the same amount of time that I could be watching a show. So I wonder if maybe that's also like one of the reasons why these shows are getting canceled. But at the same time, the shit that they're releasing is just not hitting at all. And with the knee was good, fluffy. I could understand why it got canceled because it's just one of those low-key kind of shows. Winks. Let's get into that. Oh, God. <laughs> this has been an ongoing conversation between us. Again, the cast loved, nothing against the cast, but the storyline and I guess budget for certain things such as costume, CGI, that needed to be amped up a little bit more. But we had hope. We did. Maybe next season they'll get some bigger budgets and other things. No, that unfortunately didn't happen and we were just left so underwhelmed. The final fight scene with all of the Winks teaming up together should have been so iconic and it just didn't feel that realistic or believable. Again, we're also left with more cliffhangers that we'll never know the answer to. We talked about it in a previous episode, so mm -hmm. if you want to get more details on it, you can check that out. But I will say, I agree with you. I did like Abigail as Bloom. Some of the cast members, though, I wasn't a huge fan of. I liked the Aqua, the girl who was like in water. I forgot her name. She was excellent. I think the issue was the script. Example. Here's a great example. Queen Charlotte. Okay, you have these like actors that have not seen the light of day, bro. The guy, Corey Milcreast, who was playing King George, he had no roles before it, like no major role. And you would never guess that, right? But the show was excellent, not just because of his acting and India's, Amatifio's acting, who plays Queen Charlotte. It was a script because it was Shonda Rhimes, Julia Quinn, and all the rest of the cast that was part of the script writing in that room. I can guarantee you if the script was cringe as hell, Everyone would be making fun of Queen Charlotte, but because of mm -hmm. the script, it's so intense. So going back to the Winks, every few lines was predictable, cringe. The plot was could have been great, like finding out the fact that her friend slash parents friend slash whatever, this nice guy who owns a shop who was supposedly this evil guy. That is a great plot twist. When the hell did I miss this, right? But the script was so horrible. No, for me, the script wasn't even that bad. It was just the lack of effort that they had for the costumes. Because again, growing up, what do you remember seeing from the Winks? These gorgeous costumes that I know would be hard to translate on the big screen, but you could do something in between. Most of the time, they were just wearing regular clothes and hardly showcased their powers. Anytime you get an action type of series or a superhero type of series that requires magic or any type of power, you need to make sure that you have strong budget behind that before promising it to any fan base. Fair. That's actually very fair. CGI is actually very huge. Very, mm -hmm. very, very huge. Using Marvel as an example, Marvel is pumping out all these movies, right? Left, right, center. 
it's a very CGI-based franchise, which is fair enough because it's a bunch of superheroes with aliens, so it's not like you can really make that shit up with robots. But when you don't have enough time for CGI, it can still come out shit. Marvel's last three projects, including Thor, Eternals, they did spend, their budget is pretty high. Is it great? No. Is the script great? Yeah, Debatable, right? And that's because of the time crunch. So I think it's just having a good script, having a good director, and also having enough time to do CGI will get the viewers hooked. And one show in particular that comes into mind is Shadow and Bone. Now, I know you haven't watched it, Sam, but I know Matthew has watched it. Shout out, Matthew. Shadow and Bone, Ben Barnes, excellent guy. Oh, my God. Chef's kiss. Season one was fantastic. Season two was giving me very much we're on a budget and the CGI was not giving. The script was good, but it was just you could just tell that it's low budget, surprisingly. So I'll be surprised if they do renew for a season three because it truly wasn't that great. It was kind of cringe. I'm not not going to lie. It took me a while to get through it. Building off your thoughts for CGI, this is exactly where I worry about The Little Mermaid, which is supposed to come out this week. So obviously we have no idea what to expect. We haven't seen it yet. But I am hearing through people who've already seen the film at some of the early premieres that the CGI is lacking. I've heard several complaints that the ocean feels very empty and the underwater movement just doesn't look quite right. But again, I don't know. I haven't seen it, so I can't judge it for myself. It's tough. Ariel was one of my absolute favorite Disney princesses growing up. And I'm hoping this film, aside from the CGI, can still rock everyone's world. But Disney did present itself with a challenge with a movie that has a lot of underwater scenes. Interesting, because I feel like a lot of people were throwing like a whole fit because of how cgi it was specifically sebastian the crab and the the seagull oh the fit that you're referring to is just how they looked half of the audience wanted them to resemble the cute features that we were presented with in the original animated little mermaid whereas others are acknowledging they're actual creatures so they're going to look as close as they can to actual creatures making it realistic Now we're going to shift gears from the cancel conversation and move on to some of the book adaptations that will be brought to life again on the big screen, or in some cases for the first time. Let's talk about It Ends With Us casting. Okay, some pictures came out and (laughs) okay, so okay, okay. So for you, for, for those who don't know, they are, if you haven't read Colleen Hoover, God bless you, but. It Ends With Us is a book adaptation that they're creating into a movie. Full-blown movie. Blake Lively is in it. Yes, Justin Baldoni. And we also have all these, like, great actors. They're great, but for the role, it's just very different from how a lot of fans have imagined it. So the pictures have come out on TikTok or on social media generally, and Blake Lively is... The costume department was not costume departmenting. And what I mean by that is that she was practically dressed in these 
oversized outfits. So, and they're mix matched. They are not even, they don't even match like the pattern on pattern, color on color. A lot of people thought it was a joke. She was wearing socks and loafers type of thing. Her hair, when when was it mentioned that her hair was curly? I don't even remember that being said that it was crimped, not even curly. And it was, I think a lot of people were just genuinely very disappointed. And Atlas has a mustache. When did he have a mustache, right? And he's wearing skinny jeans. And it, it's giving very much early 2000s type of vibe. And that's the rumor that I'm hearing is that they're, basing the timeline of this movie early early 2000s and this is why that the costume department is what it is however half of tiktok is saying oh well what did you expect out of you know this character because she does own like a soft punk floral shop and the other half is saying well you guys are totally butchering this movie to the point where you don't even want to watch it they're saying that these characters, they're changing it a little bit. So these characters are actually not in their 20s or whatever. They're actually in their late 30s, pushing into 40s. And this is why they casted like older actors. It really is such a hit and miss when it comes to book adaptations. Because yes, you cannot please everybody and you will have haters, i.e. Star Wars, Harry Potter, etc. However, you can still have success like Lord of the Rings, like Dune, because the casting is just right. You have to also respect that people spend so much time reading these books and really submerging themselves into these fantasies. And when you butcher that, it really just destroys your concept of wanting to read anything from that author again. Yeah, I think you summed it up perfectly. Anyone who is an avid book reader knows how important the details are. You use all these pieces to create a connection with the character, hoping that when it comes to life, it'll be even better than you imagined it or just as you imagined it. To me, Lily Bloom wasn't a girly girl, so she wouldn't have any sort of coquette type of look to her, but more street style in a minimalistic, neutral type of scale. Not a lot of colors, just darker colors, if anything, a lot of black or dark navy blues, simple looks, but she makes it seem as though she put a lot of effort into them, which is why I'm confused to see her in such colorful looks with these patterns and that brown dress that a lot of people have seen her wear. But who knows, maybe it'll look better once it's edited and there's different lighting being shown. I'm going to give an example here. When Titans season one was confirmed, there were some behind the scenes photos being released of the actors just out in broad daylight in Toronto. And in the broad daylight, their costumes just looked a little bit off, very vibrant, very colorful. But when the show was edited, they used this blue tone light and it gave a whole different look to the overall concept. And the colors weren't so vibrant on the screen. It ended up working out well. That's actually a very good point. That's a very, right? very good point. Who knows? We'll see if it makes a difference and it ends with us. I think their biggest mistake was announcing because they gave that liberty, it kind of destroyed the PR of the movie. Shows like The Witcher up until, I guess, season three, they're going by the book. Game of Thrones, for example, the first four seasons, 
word for word on the book, as close to the book as possible. And no one is saying that you have to be page by page, but I think it's just to respect that people read these books and have this image and to elevate it, right? To make it better. So I cannot wait until this movie comes out because I really hope that the colors and the acting comes through. Another book adaptation, I don't know if you've heard about it, is Twilight is doing a redo. I feel like maybe it is time because of how cringe Twilight was. At the time, it wasn't. With the technology that we have now, including CGI, might actually work out. My concern is people trying to dig too much into this franchise as a cash grab because of how successful Twilight was one through four when it came out back when we were younger. Another example, and it actually leads into the theme of our show, Supernatural had a spinoff series called The Winchesters, only lasted for a season and already they are canceling it. When you look at a show like Supernatural, it lasted seasons one through 15 and it was only supposed to be five seasons. Now, mind you, I haven't watched The Winchesters, but from what I've been hearing through people on TikTok and other sources, there were issues with the premise of the show because it didn't really match what Supernatural had mentioned in their original seasons. And it just felt like they were doing too much. They were digging for something that shouldn't have been there. I don't know if we need to make a remake of every show or every movie that comes out or that came out, I should say. But we'll see what happens. I'll still watch it because I was a huge Twilight buff. It, it really is a hit or miss, but I will say one movie that's coming out, I don't know if you've seen the trailer yet, but the Hunger Games prequel. So it's coming out in November. So some of the actors is that girl from Euphoria, Jules Hunter, is in it. Viola Davis is in it. We haven't seen the Hunger Games in a while. There also is like a prequel of Harry Potter as well. It's Fantastic Beast. It's pretty good. Not the same as Harry Potter, of course. So it can it can work, but honestly, it really is a hit or miss sometimes. But one last thing. What do you think is going to get canceled next? Ooh, I have two titles in mind and I'll explain why. First one being The Witcher. I don't know how successful the series will be. Now that Henry Cavill isn't playing Gerald anymore, shifting from him to Liam Hemsworth will really show who the actual Witcher fans are that are sticking with the series because they read the books and they love the books, or the ones like me who are strictly watching because it's Henry Cavill. Mm-hmm. Very interesting topic. You're right. I think a lot of people are going to stop. I think it just depends on how they're going to end season three. If they just straight up kill him off, like it's in a very obvious way, then you're not going to see any numbers in season four. Yes, I hear you on that. The other title that I had, which is more of a reality-based series, Keeping Up with the Kardashians, or I guess now since they're on Hulu, the Kardashians. They had a lot of seasons run through E! Network on TV, stopped the show, making everyone think they're done with doing this whole reality stuff. Then they decide to come back, except now on Hulu and Disney+. Plus. In recent years, it seems as though fans of the show or just people in general on social media have very strongly negative opinions about each single person in that family for reasons that we really don't need to get into on here. That's why I question whether enough they'll pull enough numbers to survive subsequent seasons. Mm-hmm. I think that they might. 
I think that they will. They have some pretty hardcore fans that watch their shit religiously. And I think because it's an easier access for people to be able to watch it, that's why they changed over to Hulu. I've watched some of the episodes. It's very documentary type of style. But mm-hmm. I saw those rumors that it actually might get canceled. So they did a, a new season preview of what they're going to be talking about. And some of the things that they're talking about, like mm-hmm. surgery, divorce, dating, crying. Like obviously, it might be like a marketing situation where they just kind of grab you and they give you absolutely nothing. It's a very smart move to try to get you to watch it, to keep those numbers up. You made a great point that I didn't even consider the fact that it's now on Hulu and Disney might actually increase the views because it's so much more accessible. Back when it was on E! in the earlier seasons, my mom and I, I think we've watched pretty much every single episode. And the most irritating part where there were so many commercials. But now that streaming platforms exist, you don't have to worry about that anymore. And it's also like you have more people being able to watch it in their homes versus anybody who doesn't have cable. So they can't really access that either. Some people couldn't really afford having cable or they're just moving on to big streaming platforms. So they probably thought it was a smart move to do that. So that's why I'm wondering, it might get canceled, but I don't, knowing the Kardashians, I don't think it will. Now I'm passing it back to you. What do you think is going to get canceled? Here's the thing. All the shows that have been coming out, in my opinion, I'm very selective lately. So they've been good. I've seen The Night Agent come out. I don't know if that's going to be renewed for a season two. Might be interesting if it does, but a lot of people are saying how great it was. Surprised that Unsolved Mysteries keeps coming back. It's a really great show. Bear Paranoia. I had to stop watching that show. I'm not even joking. I watched one episode where some guy disappears in a parking lot. Ask me if I can park in a parking lot. I really park like in the out and open. So I will not be watching further notice. This is where the difference in our friendship really shows because I watch that immediately. As soon as it comes out, I have my parents hooked on it. Brian's hooked on it. It's so interesting and actually very helpful. One of their recent episodes this season was about children being abducted. And at the end of the show, they took some time out to post different children's pictures that have gone missing in different areas and what their faces could potentially look like now and last week they actually found one of the kids because of the series someone called the tip line it gets people talking conversations are happening and help is being brought into it but i do understand it is a heavy difficult watch and i think we'll end it off there So let us know what your thoughts are. Let us know your opinions on the shows or your fave shows that have gotten canceled. And if you are leaving Netflix because their price increase, let us know on our Instagram at ButOneLastPod. And we'll see you guys next week.